The Lord is always at work in our lives, teaching, purging, guiding, and strengthening. In the little book of Haggai, we learn great truth about His work in us and how we are to work with Him. Welcome to God's Construction Zone. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study together. I have enjoyed so much our time in this little book of Haggai. We've, we've walked through these two chapters and they're beautiful. I hope you'll read them and meditate on them and make them your own. It's a, a powerful book to study. We've come today in our final session in this particular little book of the Bible to a powerful truth. Haggai chapter 2 is all about not missing God. Remember, they, they're rebuilding the temple. They think that this temple is not nearly as spectacular as Solomon's temple, and they missed the point. They missed the point that this was God's temple, and what makes it great is not the building, it's the presence of God. It could be a tent in the wilderness. It could be a temple in Jerusalem. Uh, it could be uh, the, the most uh, simple believer. But when God's presence comes, He's the one who sanctifies. He's the one who makes it great. Don't miss God. And in that passage, we've learned two powerful truths already. First, we learned not to miss the present by looking at the past. So don't look at yesterday and the good old days. No, look at today and uh, say to yourself, what does the Lord want to do in the present tense? Then we learn not to miss who is for us by looking at who's against us. They got so concerned about their enemies that they weren't consumed enough with the God who was with them. So the Lord has to remind them, I'm with you. But now I give you a third and final truth about not missing God, and it is this. Don't miss the spiritual by looking at the material. You know, we live in a very materialistic world. Now, granted, we have to have things to live, and God provides everything we need. Aren't you grateful to God for that? But if you're not careful, you can get so enamored with things, with stuff, uh, with money, with houses, uh, with uh, material things, that you miss the greater thing. Years ago, I heard a man say, if you want to find out how rich you are, add up everything money cannot buy and death cannot take away. You see, the true riches are not material. They are spiritual. And the people of God, uh, they, were, they were working hard trying to build this temple, and they didn't have the resources that Solomon had in the, in the peak of his glory. They didn't have all the things to draw from that the first temple had, but they had God. I wonder, do we actually believe God is enough? There is, in Haggai chapter 2, a powerful contrast. A contrast between the things that are shaken and the things that are not shaken. Uh, listen as I read Haggai chapter 2 beginning in verse 6. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Do you see him saying, there's some things I'm going to shake and there's some things that will stand. Some things God says I'm going to make to wither and other things to grow. Some things are going away and some things are going to last. He's contrasting the temporal and the eternal Sometimes we get so concerned about the temporal things, things that aren't going to last, 
They're not even going to last the rest of your lifetime, much less for eternity. So why are you so concerned about them today? And at the same time, we're neglecting the things that are truly eternal. There is a great danger in missing the spiritual while looking at the material. First of all, there's a danger sometimes at looking at what you have and thinking that it is enough. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 17, God gives an admonition. He says, Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. If you have material provision today, thank God for it. Recognize where it came from. It came from God. But whatever you do, please don't trust in it. Don't lean on that. Because when you start leaning on that, God may very well remove that to remind you that that's not the right foundation upon which to build your life. So do not look at what you have and think it's enough. No matter how much money you have, no matter how many resources you have, dear friend, you need God. On the flip side of that, there's not only a danger at looking at what you have and thinking it's enough, there's also a danger at looking at what you don't have and thinking that He is not enough. You see, sometimes in our time of need, we start worrying about what we don't have and we forget that the Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills, uh, that God owns the riches in every mine, that the Lord doesn't need our money. Do we really think God needs our money? Friend, He doesn't need your money. You need Him. He has more than enough. Listen to His promise in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God... Is He your God today? Oh, I hope He is. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I have no idea what the stock market's going to do tomorrow. No idea what your 401k will produce this year. No idea uh, what will happen with the American dollar or any other currency in the world. It may all come crashing down in a moment of time. But I've got some good news for you. And that is that Heaven's Bank is secure The Lord has everything under control. Don't miss the spiritual while you're looking at your material things. We've come full circle back to this very simple truth, and it is this. Don't miss God. Don't miss the present by looking at the past. Don't miss who is for you by looking at who is against you. Don't miss the spiritual by looking at the material. And don't miss God in the midst of your life. I read some time ago again the story of Charles Templeton. Charles Templeton was one of the most dynamic, gifted young preachers uh, that ever came through the United States. He was a friend of a very young evangelist by the name of Billy Graham. Uh, They were uh, young men starting out about the same time, both of them preaching and uh, both of them seemingly being used by God. There came a juncture where Charles Templeton began to question the authority and authenticity of Scripture. It was at that juncture that Templeton and Graham parted ways. They parted course. Billy Graham said to his friend, Charles Templeton, I believe in the inspiration and authority of Scripture and intend to preach it the rest of my life. And uh, Charles Templeton renounced his faith. Uh, It's interesting that even in recent days, there have been certain quote-unquote Christian celebrities who've renounced their faith in Christ. And I'll just remind you that it doesn't matter who the person is, they're not greater than God and that they may be well-known, but it doesn't mean they know God at all. And Charles Templeton, who was once a professed believer and once a preacher, renounced his faith. He lived the rest of his life really as an agnostic. He even wrote a book about how he said goodbye to God and his life without God. It's such a tragedy. 
at the end of his life, Charles Templeton was dying. His old friend Billy Graham went to visit him, went to see him. And in the room, Charles Templeton began to reminisce and began to speak about the former days, the days back when he professed faith. And then uh, someone, a reporter that was present, began to ask him some questions. Uh, Templeton softened just a little bit when the reporter asked him, What do you think of Jesus? Charles Templeton, tears filled his eyes, and he simply quietly spoke these words, I miss him. What a tragedy. I miss him. And I'll say to you, the greatest tragedy on earth is for someone to miss Jesus. The worst thing that could happen to you is for you to miss him for all eternity. If you're not a believer, trust Jesus today as your personal Savior. Call upon the name of the Lord and be saved today. But if you're a believer, if you've professed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, don't miss Him. Don't miss Him today. Don't miss Him any day. Give your whole life to Him and let the Lord's work be completed in your life. If you have been helped by the teaching of God's Word today, we would love to hear from you and hope you will share enjoying the journey with others. Communicate with us online and find further resources at scottpauley.org. May God do His mighty work in you today. Thank you.